Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three, presented as ever by Omaha. We have a lot to get to. Obviously, we're here in summertime. Baseball is right there on the horizon, but not too far beyond that. Football, football, football. Can't wait to keep breaking it down, getting you right for both college and the NFL season. In the meantime, though, you may have noticed on Minus Three, the last couple episodes, we're trying to indulge the game of life a little bit more. We talked about music. We had a great conversation in the last episode with Kevin Hench and Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass in his usual spot. We decided to identify our respective win play show, best years for music of our of our lives. Good feedback from everybody out there listening. We appreciate that. Keep hitting us up on social media. Minus three pod is how you do that. And today we're going to continue to do that with our old pal from NFL media, Colleen Wolf. The Wolf herself is going to join us to talk a little bit of Philadelphia sports, an interesting time there. And then we're going to do a Quentin Tarantino character draft. If there were a big battle royale battle, Spaghetti's going to take a team. I'm going to do a team and the Wolf is going to draft a team. I don't know how many rounds we'll go. We'll see how far we can get here. And then that will ask you, the listener, to determine who won that. Obviously, um, Killing is a big feature of Tarantino movies, so this should be a fun thing to get into. Eddie Spaghetti, I assume you watched the Nuggets get over on the Heat in Game 3. No big surprise there to me. I think that they are going to win the remaining games and hoist that trophy. How say you? I totally agree that that was the, you know, the pivotal game of that because, you know, you know, Martin was talking about this on lemon pepper with, with Mark Gunnels. It was another good episode by the, the two guys. And they were saying that like, if the heat won that game three, then it's the, really the first time all season that the nuggets are facing adversity. They've kind of coasted through, they've had an easy time, you know, so to speak in the playoffs um, there, everyone's, you know, picked to, that they're going to win that. So um uh, with them winning this game on the road in Miami, I think it's, you know, we're both agree. They're going to win this series too. And you could say the same thing for this series right now. And, uh, and NHL, I know by the time we're recording that the game will be almost puck drop time, but if the Florida Panthers win this game, it's the same kind of thing. Like they can kind of turn momentum back and they could, uh, you know, maybe get the Vegas Knights all shook up because we've seen how potent that offense could be. So huge win of the nuggets. Huge I agree with you about NHL. that. If you're, if you're listening to us right now and the Panthers win game three, it's back on. There's no, there's not sure. such a great difference between the Knights pedigree, you know, going into the playoffs. You thought, ah, the Panthers barely snuck in, but it was a, a weird year as you reflect back on the regular season for the Florida Panthers, changing coaches, um, big pieces out, big pieces in. It took them a minute to find their way, but obviously they hit their stride in, at the perfect time. So yeah, if the Florida wins that one, I, I'm all for it. Listen, I, beggars can't be choosers. Give me anything besides just one sport, which will be baseball, obviously, for uh, two two months until uh, till we get to some football. About the Nuggets, I've been going back and forth. I feel bad that I didn't lean in more to the Nuggets. They were the number one seed, and Jamal Murray had started to show signs of turning the corner and getting back to where he was two years ago. We should have seen this coming a little bit, but very few people picked the Nuggets. But then I think about Michael Malone, the head coach, 
is upset that people don't talk about them more and they're skeptics. And, you know, for the last quarter century, at least, no team has won a title without the chip on the shoulder of like, no one outside this locker room believed in us. But when you haven't ever done it before, then you deserve some skepticism. So I don't like Malone calling everybody out on that. Of course, people are skeptical until you actually do it. So settle down with that talk, Malone. Try and enjoy the moment a little bit. Don't be bitter about the people who didn't believe in you. You had never won a title before. Jokic and Murray were together before, and you didn't win a title then. It looks like you're finally going to get over the hump there. So good times uh, there for for the fans a mile high. And um, as I said on Extra Points with Sal and with Martin, and by the way, shout out to Martin, a fun um, thought experiment that you can uh, drop us a line on as well is who's had the best basketball life, not just who's won the most titles, but like Jerry West, great times with the Lakers as a player. Then he obviously builds the magic and Kareem Lakers. Then he builds the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and does it for gold state has success in Memphis, Pat Riley. Where does he stand up? Drop us a line on that one. Fun to hear from you. On that subject, and I do think that we'll look back over summertime and really start to absorb what Jokic has done, assuming I'm right that they win the title. I think we'll look back and say, man, Jokic, it's like a heavyweight champ or a cleanup hitter who is in the rankings of all-time sluggers in baseball history. There's something about an NBA center and the small list of guys who probably deserve Five, you know, being in the top five or 10, Jokic is planning himself firmly there. And I think we're, he's been there. And I think the rest of the world is starting to wake up to that fact. All right. There you have that stuff. And like I say, go listen to extra points. It was a great uh, conversation there as we picked our, uh, we, we made our bets for the upcoming NBA finals and NHL final. But right now let's get to our old pal, the wolf. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesars Sportsbook? But before you answer, two words, Caesars Rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, 
S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, here she is, everybody. And just before we got going here, we were talking about the best sandwich in Los Angeles. Mm. It's at Bay Cities. And then we were talking about the time that I asked Jerry Rice what his favorite kind of rice is. And he said, I've never been asked that question before, which is is stunning to me. And then she said, uh, she said, oh, yeah, that's like when I asked C.D. Lamb if he owns any CDs in this time when CDs have come and gone. And I said, who asks that? You ask him if lamb is his favorite kind of beast to consume or if that counts as cannibalism. I don't remember where any of those conversations went because we have important stuff to deal with. She is the star of NFL Network, NFL Media, and a delightful soul if there ever was one. She is the missus of our pal John Gonzalez, and she is therefore one half of the Philadelphia sports scenes. <laughs> First couple, it's Colleen Wolf. The Wolf! What's the poop, sis? Oh, fella, what's up? Great to How see you. Me? Oh, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. Oh. You're looking well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling great. The sun is coming out. I've been in the sun. I feel alive. It's the summer. It's, it's wonderful, Shaq. Well, we have like, I, I, you know, we have decided with football in the in-between place right now and the NHL and NBA finals wrapping up right now and the abyss of baseball, nothing but baseball for the next couple of months. We've transitioned minus three to some degree into being a music show and also a movie show. And what's better than a big blockbuster and what's better in the 21st century movies than anything Quentin Tarantino points out. So we'll get to the Tarantino draft in just a minute. A couple other things I wanted to talk about with you very quickly, if you're done. Okay. Okay. First of all, I'm not trying to put you in a tough spot, but as I mentioned, right. Philadelphia sports fan, Eagles fan. No, no. You know, the Phillies stink. The Sixers disappointed once again. The Flyers are a laughing stock. Haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1975, which is. Yeah, geez, thanks for the reminders. This is an uplifting. But listen, you have the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's the problem. If you're a diehard Eagles fan, as you are, you go into this season and the whole thing is a must win. The whole thing like you, but you sitting here in June right now, think it through like. Anything short, anything short of the Super Bowl and a victory in the Super Bowl is a disappointment. Fair? It's an uncomfortable chair to sit in. I don't love it. It's not something that Philadelphia is used to, especially Mm. Eagles fans, because it's always been an underdog scenario. It's always been they need to be playing with house money. They need to have the. I'm going to drop every single cliche. It's all the cliches were made for Eagles fans and the Eagles. So now that they're in this position, it's just strange. I don't like 
that pressure. I don't like when everyone is talking about how good they will be, how good they should be. And when you look around the NFC, like, yeah, they absolutely, it's like them and then the Niners and the Cowboys, but it really is not stacked like the AFC. So yeah, everyone is correct. They should get there. They, the expectation should be high, but it feels, it feels not right. I don't like it check at all. It's actually making me sweat right now a little bit. Like now I'm it's, hot, it's hot in here. Yes. And, and, and here's what stinks about it for you is that if you had won the Super Bowl, it'd be like, all right, it's gravy and we should win. And it'll be a bummer if we have a chance at back to back. But you didn't even get over. You went to the Super Bowl and it was a oh. fun season and everything. But now, as you say, in the NFC, where the one A option as a, a as a gambler would be San Francisco and their quarterback is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Exactly. Exactly. Who's your height? I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, like, well, he's your size in general. This is the best contender if your team doesn't do it. Just to give it to everybody to win the division, minus one hundred five. I mean, you know, then the Eagles to win the NFC plus three twenty. Those are pretty short odds to win a whole conference of pro football. Wow. Yeah. And then to win the Super Bowl is plus seven fifty. And you have to do all those things, or the season is a disappointment. Hmm. Shaq. You're making me feel upset. It's June. I'm supposed to be frolicking outside in the sun on the beach and not worrying about the darkness that awaits me in the fall because I just always expect the worst to happen. I Mm -hmm. always set the bar basically on the ground. It's very low for me. And then anything else that happens, it's like, oh, that's wonderful. I'm not disappointed. I hate to be disappointed. And I just feel like I'm being set up for major disappointment. It's funny. I should relate more to that because that's what I do with my entire life. I try to say to the world, like, do not expect anything out of this fool. Uh And if I give you anything, it's like, all right, he's not the worst thing that has ever happened on the planet Earth. You know, exactly. They're like, oh, my God, that was actually really good. Good job. We didn't actually, Dave, you said something that wasn't completely asinine just there. (laughs) Good for you. Uh You Yeah, everyone should try it. I don't want to bum you out even further, but it's oh, my birthday on Sunday. <gasps> Happy and birthday. Thank you. Well, no, it's, it's we've reached the the point in life. Okay. No, 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 no. Because, okay, what's what's the date on Sunday? Sunday is- 6-11. The- okay. Your birthday is June 11th. This should right. be celebrated forever. You are someone that I am so envious of because my birthday is January 2nd. Mm-hmm. And it is- quite possibly the worst day to have people celebrate. I don't even want to celebrate. Everyone is hungover. Everyone is broke. Everyone has started their New Year's resolutions. No one wants to do anything. So I feel like for you, this is a huge win. You were born already with a W. You need to continue celebrating. It's it's a great point. I've never thought about that. People, I've heard people get bummed out about being having a birthday on Christmas because then like the double sure. gift thing and people don't want to do that. The worst date on the calendar, if you live north of the Mason-Dixon line where it snows and stuff, is January 2nd. Back to school, back to work. The good times are over. It's one degree outside. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Now, that's where you're trying to celebrate a birthday? Yeah. That's terrible. It's all the regrets. It's all of like the 
I call them the D's. It's like the demons after you've been like out partying or whatever. The next day, the D's set in and that they really set in after a whole slew of holiday parties on January 2nd. So what I have been doing actually last year was the first year. So this will be the second annual July 2nd birthday that I will be celebrating. So it's happy birthday observed on the second. I don't like and I, I think people are trying to talk themselves into stuff when they do Christmas in July. I find <laughs> it lame. I think they understand that it's fraudulent. And so you can't fully get into it. Uh-huh. This I can embrace, though. I hope I get an invitation. That's, that's, a, right. that's the only thing. OK, I, I, count me in if that's the case. You're invited. I'm going to bum you out a little bit more. Spaghetti's okay. birthday is sometime in April. And he always that close enough because. When is it? May, May? 9th. Yeah. May 9th. Well, I knew it was during the hockey playoffs. Yeah. I knew that. So he's always gets bummed out because his rags inevitably are going to lose before he wants them to. So that's mm. not good for him. I'm going to bum you out now, the wolf, a little okay. bit. My birthday, June 11th, I contend is the greatest birthday on the calendar. Listen to this. Listen to this murderer's row of people with whom I shared June 11th. Gene Wilder. You know, I'm, you know, maybe, maybe the Incredible. greatest comic actor in cinema history. Love him and Barry. Top five, top five. Joe Montana. Oh, legend. Vince Lombardi. Are you kidding me? Peter Dinklage. What? Jacques Cousteau, Adrian Barbeau. Okay. Shia LaBeouf and Kodak Black. Kodak wow. Black. That's right. That really, that really set it over the top there. Kodak Black. I mean, it is really a truly great day. You're lucky. You're You're ready for yours? Okay, yeah. I don't want to get hyperbolic, but this may be the saddest (laughs) collection that I've seen. I already know it. You do know it? No, no, no. Wait, what is it? I just know it's going to be sad. Hey, Diggs. Hey. Hey, Diggs. Hey. Like, I mean, if there were if there were some A-listers, you'd be like, okay, Tay Diggs is you got to shout him out. But like, Uh that's the top of the list. That's it. Dak Shepard. Oh, I like Dax. Okay. You can like him fine. But I mean, that's I'm talking about. This is the short list. Mm -hmm. I just gave you Vince Lombardi. You're giving me Dak Shepard. I think I win. Kate Bosworth. Not Captain Marvel. Right. Spaghetti. That's somebody different. Kate Bosworth is not Captain. She was in Cruel Summer, right? I'm not sure. what Captain Marvel is Brie Larson. Brie Larson. But they're easy. You can see why I got confused on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a decent. David Cohn had some nice years in the big. Okay. Edgar Martinez is in the Hall of Fame as a DH. Fernando Tatis and the late Jack Hanna. That's your list. <laughs> That's the whole list. Okay, so I will approach Jack this list Hanna. as I could be at the top. Depending on what happens in the second half of my career, I could reach the mountaintop of the list of I January like 2nd this. birthdays. That's the way. See, glass half full for the wolf. Yeah. For Damashek. This is why I am at the bottom of the barrel. See, I like that. Spaghetti, do you happen to know off the top of your head? I just uh, I just Googled it. And if this is right, I think my list is by far the best. Um, go ahead. Give me, Billy, give me three. I want to give you as many I need to win. Uh Billy Joel. Uh okay. good. Great. 
Betty White, Natalie Portman, Rachel McAdams, Scar Joe, Chris Hemsworth, Miley Cyrus. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now you're getting now you're getting too Jennifer fast. Lawrence, Ghostface Killer, Gal Gadot, Robert Downey Jr., Britney Spears, David Hasselhoff, uh, Rosario Dawson. I'm gonna end it there because I think it's a holy oh, and, hell. And, and you got Demi, a lot of to me more. So it's like I'm I'm dominating. So it's like all of Hollywood was much, born yeah. on the same day. I hope this is right. But if it's not, I mean, I do. I definitely know Billy Joel is right. Cause I have like a, a thing in my house about uh, when I was born. It's like fame. The most famous person when I was born was like Billy Joel at that time. But uh, if these are all correct, I did a quick Goog and it seems like this is, this is accurate. So quick Goog. Let me tell you something. That's a great list. I'm blown away. They, it is weird that there's a preponderance of, of beautiful, Hollywood types yeah. in there. So and the, it's kind of the opposite. The wolf, she she intends to use the second half of her life to reach the top of her birthday list. You have no chance, mm-hmm. Spaghetti. You can't match up with some of those beautiful names that just were listed there. But Spaghetti, Our you do Joe? have a built-in icebreaker if you do ever meet them. Same birthday. Jennifer Lawrence. Right. I I mean, I hope this list is correct because this is this is like an A-list. Everyone's an A-list here. There's people that A-list say? I haven't even mentioned. Let's say let's say that Colleen Wolf is a Jennifer Lawrence. What okay. does Eddie Spaghetti say to her? Go ahead, act that out real quick. Um, you're going. You're meeting her. You're seeing her at the bar. Like, hey, you know what? She's standing oh, she's by actually, herself I, I, up I, at the I, bar. There, I know okay. exactly what I would say. the The new movie. Um, what is the name of this coming out soon? It looks like it could be the first. Uh, oh, no hard feelings. Like. Thank you for making a great comedy. We've lacked that in uh, many recent years. That's what I would say. Because I actually have high hopes for that movie. So I would say something along the lines of that. You know what? It started off rocky, but then you stuck the landing. So it's very sweet. I like it. That's your response is Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> oh, I'm still... I thought I was just critiquing him. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. I uh, This is the most fun I've had since I was in Silver Linings Playbook. Another great movie. Oh, we still, still going, check. I didn't know. I'm yeah, still, you know, I, you're still going. You're still going. How? Where, what scenario am I going to be hanging out with Jennifer Lawrence? I just told you she happens to be at the bar you hang out in. The I one, the the open air bar you hang out in in Santa Monica all the time. I don't. What's that? Big Dean's. I, I don't, haven't been Deans. there. I haven't been there in a while because they have some weird policies now. Uh, I'm more of a playa guy, but I don't. Jennifer think Lawrence doesn't care if you're. J Law is not hanging out where uh-huh. I'm hanging out by herself without bodyguards and and whatnot and being crowded. So. But I would tell her that I, I have to do. I, I think Jennifer Lawrence is a great actor. So. I agree. I think she is. Yeah. A, you know, I was in a movie with Jennifer Lawrence. What? It was Silver Linings Playbook. I was an extra. <laughs> is that true? What yeah. scene? In the dance scene, the big dance competition scene, I was in the ballroom. What in hell? Doing yeah. what? What was your role Just as the actor? standing in the background and dancing. And you can I'm like right behind Robert De Niro a bunch. So that was how did really- you get that? It was shot in Philly and I hated my job at the time. This was before NFL Network. And so I just signed up to be an extra and it was very easy and it was super long hours and you got paid like $10, but it was so fun. That is a pretty cool life experience. Yeah. You, the wolf. Look at her. The onion that keeps revealing uh, more flavors the more you peel away. Very good. And soon to be at the top of all January 2nd birthdays. (laughs) All right. Let's do it then, the wolf. I had an idea yesterday and as i say we're leaning into you know the game of life movies music and everything else and i thought you know tarantino makes the best movies of the millennium i i think we can 
pretty much agree that he's been the most consistent uh, in terms of high-end movies over the last 25, 30 years or so. And so I said, let's, let's do a draft. Uh, let's see who can draft the best team. And, uh, and then I thought, who would be good for this? And I was sitting on my couch and I was thinking, you know, I've been in the Wolf home and you yep. have a fake Rick Dalton poster, Rick Dalton from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You have uh -huh. one of his fake movie bills in your house. And I thought, oh, I know. Wait a second. We're going to do a draft around Tarantino characters. I know who we got to call the Wolf. Literally the wolf. Who do who I'm here. And you know what's who? so crazy, Shaq? I actually grew up on a street called Winston Circle. So like Winston Wolf is just in my DNA. It's crazy. I don't know what took me so long to realize it, but when Jules and Travolta blow in a call, who do they call? The wolf in an emergency sitting on the end of that bed. That's the same thing I did. I texted the wolf and I said, We need you, the wolf. And she said, yeah. I'm in. I'll be there in 10 minutes. And exactly. She right now in her digital Ferrari or whatever, he, or Winston Wolf was driving. All right, so here's what we'll do. Okay. Here's what I think. Each of the three of us will draft a character. I think, and let's do it based on this, and we can do different categories at a later date if we want to, which I can't imagine anyone would want to. But anyway, okay. we'll do it based on who would win in a battle. There's a lot of killing that goes on in Tarantino movies, if you haven't noticed. So I think this is a good uh, a good category. Who would who can cobble together the best team for a fight, for a brawl, for a battle of some sort? And the only thing that then I was thinking, the only problem is, is if you do it just on who would win a battle, then you would just want all the Kill Bill characters because they're all ninja assassins and they would kill right. everybody. And so let's cap it at three characters per movie. We cannot extend beyond three characters. And I think this gives each movie a, cer a certain requirement of calculation of who those top three would be. So there's some strategy there. Clear okay. enough. I hope I didn't make it too obtuse. Did I? No, this is good. I need to take notes as we go. I feel like my big board was a little, um, it's a little dicey right now. So I, uh, I'm a little all over the place, but I have a good idea. How are we doing draft order? How are we deciding that? I think ladies first and then, uh, first pick. Okay. And then, Age before beauty, they say, between me and Spaghetti, but I'm older than him and more beautiful than him. So I'll let him go second, and then I'll go third. I'll be the anchor there. Is that good with you, Spaghetti? I'm fine being the, the middle, yeah. Okay, you're the middle. The Wolf, here it is, the first overall pick in the Tarantino movie character draft belongs to the Wolf. Mm -hmm. Right out of the gate, she could go with the Wolf. That would be kind of cool. Take it away. I, I thought about that, but the wolf is more a fixer than a killer. Yeah. So he kind of comes in and cleans up the mess. But with the first pick, I'm going to take someone who I'm going to take the bride because I feel like in Tarantino movies, so many times the men are the main characters and Uma Thurman, the bride in Kill Bill, she was so bad. And this movie was so different than his previous movies, too. It was just like kung fu crime. And she was so cool that I remember when that movie came out, everyone, including myself, was Uma Thurman in the outfit, in the yellow jumpsuit for Halloween. So mm. she's kind of like my spirit girl in this way. So give me the bride. I love the pick. Um, you, I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Beatrix Kiddo. 
if you remove superpowers and guns in the history of movies, she would win among human beings. She would beat every movie character in history, maybe with the possible exception of Jason Bourne, a.k.a. Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. I, now that you point. start getting into like gunplay and like you start like, ah, you know, the, you know, he's got, you know, obviously Clark Kent would beat everybody, but he's not human after all. I think this is a great pick. I, I think okay. you you just took perhaps the number one option. We'll see if I can beat that one. But Eddie Spaghetti, it's your turn. Yeah, was a good pick. Definitely high up my big board there um, with this pick. I'm going to go because now I'm looking at these movies. Obviously, some of them are time period pieces. So then you think, all right, well, do I want somebody that's good with weapons or somebody that's good with automatic weapons like guns? Some of the gun based movies are older, a more recent gun based movie, better technology, Pulp Fiction. There's two like professional hitmen in that movie. So I feel like you have to go with one of those two um, between Vega and Jules. I feel like Jules, played by Samuel L. Jackson, has just a way better head on his shoulders. He kind of lives by a code. Um, to me, that is the the easy pick here. He's good with guns. Um, he's a guy that could lead the team if he needs to. So, uh, and also, if we're gonna you know put these teams up to a poll, I feel like Jules himself, besides being a guy that could kill whoever, is a very one of the most quotable characters of all time and one of the the fan favorites of the Tarantino universe. So I'm going to go Jules Winfield, number two overall pick. He's a pretty charming effing pig, as he said himself. Uh, uh, The Wolf, how say you on that pick? Love Jules. That was definitely on the top of my list. So that's a good one. A strong pick. Yeah, one of the. I wonder if you had to say the he would probably be in the top three most well-known not that that's a factor here, but probably one of the most well-known, top three most well-known Tarantino characters of all time. All right. I I kept it, I kept my energy nice and low. I think I did. <laughs> I think I have a nice little win coming up here right now. I didn't want to tip my hand daddy spaghetti sitting there. Yes, I always thought Beatrix Kiddo was the best possible take, not just Tarantino movie, anybody, like I say, besides Jason Bourne. But you know who's better than Bill? or O'Ranishi, or any of the other trained assassins. Who? The one who trained them all. Give me Pai Mei. Pai Mei is undone by poison fish from Daryl Hannon or Patch, but he could, obviously, he could have made quick, quick work out of Beatrix Kiddo anytime he wanted to. That wasn't his charge, though. It was training her, but he's the killer of all killers. He's the one with the five-finger death blow or whatever it's called. Pie man, that is such a good one. All right, I like that check. That's a good one, right? I thought I was I, I was proud of myself for re, uh, for realizing that that's the top of the list there. The teacher, you know. Okay. Um, I all right. I'm up again here, and I kind of want to just go kill Bill to. Nah, you know what. I'm going to go with one of my favorite ever characters in any of the Tarantino movies. My favorite Tarantino movie is Inglorious Bastards. And it's a great one. It is from from start to finish. It's just so incredible. There's so many good scenes, epic scenes. Um, but I love this guy so much. Sergeant Donnie Donowitz, Eli Roth is so, so good. All he does, he loves to kill people. That is his whole mood. That is whole vibe. That's his whole character. I have to go with him. He was so incredible in that movie. Give me Donnie Donowitz. The bear. The bear. 
with his baseball bat. That's what he would do. He would he would make uh, the Nazi scourge shrink when uh, in his presence for fear of what was about to happen to their head when he was about to go. Uh, babe when Ruth he comes out of the cave. You hear him banging in the cave, banging the bat on the side oh, of the cave, tormenting so stuff. Yeah. Um, Eddie Spaghetti. That's a that's a nice pick there. That what actually was going to be my pick, Colleen. No, I was gonna no. take. Yeah, it was, it was because I, I, I'm like mapping at this team. Like, all right, who's good with guns? Close range combat. He's gonna be my close range combat guy. Obviously, you guys saying he used the bat. I want somebody there, um, that could do that. So if he's off my board, um, going around this movie, uh, all his movies. Um, so I mentioned Vincent Vega, the the brother or somehow connected Vic Vega, Mr. Blonde in Reservoir Dogs, uh, obviously has the famous scene of torturing with the cutting off the ear, which yeah. uh, everyone knows that. And then obviously uses a gun in that movie. I guess his like job or role in in the the universe is that he's like an enforcer or kind of like the the confident right hand man of the uh, the L.A. crime boss. So. He clearly knows how to like live in the underworld. He's good with weapons, but also could torture people. And now if we're getting into, you know, these these characters are fighting each other. I mean, to either get information or whatever it is, he's a guy that can get down and dirty uh, in the nitty gritty. He could torture you by cutting your ear off or he could use a gun. So I'm going to go Mr. Blonde, Vic Vega with uh, my next pick. What do you think there, the wolf? I like that one. I mean, I think any of the. Any of the misters from that movie, like Mr. White, Mr. Pink. I love Buscemi in that movie. Like you could go any of the misters there, but that's a good one, Eddie. I think I think this is our first major misstep. Mr. Blonde really? is a great killer. He's not he's not shy about pulling the trigger if it comes to it. But the problem is he might shoot you. He might shoot the, his teammates. He's shown he has no moral boundaries, right? I don't know. I that, that's a, that's a, this is one to watch. Put a pin in this one. I'm I'm interested. Okay, I I feel the spirit of where this is all going here. Okay, and I could take this right now by going with one of the trained assassins from Kill Bill. Because if I had two of those, I don't know how you're beating that. But I feel like that would be dirty pool on well, with guns. Other. With guns, that's how we'd beat you. Mm. Okay, that's a uh, you know that's not a, a crazy point you make there. Um, I'm gonna go with here. Okay, now I'm looking at my big board. I'm going to do one more Kill Bill one, but I'm not going to take one of the assassins. Although she is an assassin. She just doesn't have a ninja sword. I'm going with the girl with the razor ball on the chain. Oh, who, who Beatrix kiddo kills. I don't see any reason anybody else would ever take her out. She's so good with that. Like it's random luck. She's Beatrix kiddo for all her fights with Oren Ishii and Bill himself, spoiler alert, and everybody else that she she tangles with in the two pictures, the closest to death she actually comes is with the razor ball girl. Like that girl has her on the ropes real good when she's throwing that ball up and she's kicking it at, 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 at kiddo and everything else. That She comes within an inch of losing her life. That's what, well, I guess when she's buried alive by, by, uh, by uh, Bill's brother, um, Mr. Blonde. That's fair. Different guy. But no, I'm, so I'm going with the razor ball girl. Okay. You're going with him. Let's see. Or her. Uh, I, how about. Let's he might see. be so as how crazy many... as Mr. Blonde though, but still. Okay. That's true. All right. So how many do we have from Pulp Fiction now? Only one. Only, Only one. Jules was taken. Yeah. Jules? Everyone else is available. Right. Okay. So I am going to take. 
Butch Coolidge with my ah. next pick. He he will do anything for the people he loves in his life. He's good boxing. He's good with a sword. He's good with a gun. Whatever weapon you need or whatever weapon you have on hand, he can kill you with it. So give me Butch. I think it's a good pick. And, you know, kind of trying to get into this uh, mind space. When I say battle, that feels like that could be like all of four minutes. But yes, you might right. retreat. It could be a battle that's protracted for like two weeks or whatever. And then you have to retreat and then you get your head together. You want someone who can, you know, who can get the lay of the land, do the math. And and obviously he fixed a fight against Marcellus and company. Right. So he knows what he's doing. He's, he's, he's clever in that regard. Spaghetti, you're up. I again, Colleen took the pick. I mean, a phenomenal pick yes, uh, for yes. for the reasons you you listed. He's he's super clever. Uh, he was a trained boxer, but that he could use weapons uh, when he's pushed to the edge. He finds a way to always still come out on top. Um, and he's a guy that on your team, like he's the guy you want to go in the foxhole with. So I'm going to pivot here. And I said before, I wanted somebody who is good in close quarters combat, hand to hand combat. If that ar arrives. Um, I think the next best answer, because we well, we've seen what he could do versus Bruce Lee, and then he potentially also kill his wife uh, on a boat with like a harpoon or whatever, is Cliff Booth. Brad Pitt oh, plays him. Oh, man, that was going to be mine. Smart, uh, I'll, smart make, hey, I'll, make a trade, I'll make a trade for Butch, but uh, I, I'm done taking the guys that use guns and rely on that. So I, I think I need a hand-to-hand -hand combat guy. Uh, plus, like for morale, I just feel like Cliff is perfect for the team. He's a, the like the funny guy, then the kind of cool, calm, collected one. So uh, I am going to uh, take Cliff Booth, one of my all-time favorite uh, Tarantino characters. He's a goddamn war hero, Spaghetti. That's a great pick. I'm so upset. I thought he'd be a sleeper. Damn it. Our mutual pal, Mark Sessler, has a fascinating theory that that uh, Cliff Booth is, in fact. Aldo Rain. And the math kind of works out. Oh late my 60s. God. Late 60s Hollywood. It's not that big a leap that Aldo Rain, Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards, is a war hero and gets kind of sideways in life and then reemerges as like a, you know, a stunt guy in Hollywood and he can handle the physical nature of it and everything else. I think it's a super fun thought. It is, but. In Bastards, he's more of a, like, hillbilly Nazi killer. And then in Once Upon a Time, he's sort of like a cooler guy. Like, he's not redneck at all. So maybe he just, like, changes his his ways and he's his still whole, got like, a little bit of a, a He's got a little bit of a Southern thing going on there. You know what? I'm just going to do it. It's in front of me here. We're talking about him. I'm going with the aforementioned Aldo Rain. He's a great Ooh. killer. I mean, you know, he takes out lots of Nazis. And I hear you on the bear and the gang that he surrounded himself with, but he was the tip of the spear there. And I mean, again, you know, the 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 existential threat to freedom in the 20th century was taken down largely by Aldo Rain and his men. So I'm going with him. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm feeling I mean, I that was one of the guys on the top of my list, because as I mentioned, it's one of my favorite movies. And now there's been a run on Inglorious Bastards. And if we're capping it at three, I got to get another character in there. So if we're talking about battles and we had talked about whether it would be a four minute battle or something that was more protracted, maybe it's a war. So in this mm -hmm. instance, 
I'm going with Hans Landa. Christoph Waltz is one of the best characters that Tarantino has ever casted, I think. Like, he plays so well in that role. There's so many epic scenes. I can't get the... The scene out of my head with, I mean, ever when they do the raid and he's saying, Au revoir, Shoshana! Like, Au revoir, Shoshana! Yeah, it's, ice it's cream great. Scene with her, like, years later. It, it's just, it's so perfect. And he's, he, if there's anyone that's a killer, he's a killer. Yeah, I think that's a, a it's a savvy pick by you. And also, like, these, the, these are thrown together teams. Everybody doesn't know everybody well. He could infiltrate conceivably one of the other teams because he speaks every language and he's got a charm about him. Very, very uh, smart pick there. I'm super. So that ends all Inglorious Bastards options, right? I'm surprised and proud of all three of us. I didn't know how morally bankrupt we were. None of us took Hitler. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, how far are you willing to go to win this thing? You want to talk about a guy like, you know, I mean, I guess he wasn't a great military mind witness what happened in in WW2. You know who who's I'm I'm sad to leave out cuz oh. you mentioned Beatrix Kiddo and her fight with Daryl Hannah in the trailer in that ends with Daryl Hannah losing her other eyeball. Starting with the Black Mamba. Ooh. Is the Black Mamba in play? I hadn't thought about that. The the black mamba that's hidden in the briefcase is a killer. That could be a fun one. But anyway, that could be that from the time that the black mamba scene and Daryl Hannah gives the money and everything through that fight, I used to say is the best scene in this century in movie like the best 20 minute stretch. I now have replaced it with the tavern scene in Inglorious Bastards from start oh. to finish when Diane Kruger's Tries sitting the down there waiting there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, can you do the? Can you do it? Like, yeah, trace or whatever. I forget yeah, so which the, way it is. <laughs> I think this is the way you're supposed to do it. I think you're supposed to do it with your index finger, middle finger, and thumb. Yeah, and instead, uh, fast bender does the three fingers. Still, what a charming mm. fella! What I, uh, I want him on my team. You know, handsome, handsome. Is he a handsome devil? Yeah, he seems He's like handsome. he would be. Yeah, it seems like okay. Mm -hmm. So that closes the book on bastards uh, spaghetti. It's your move. I know I should have taken uh, Hans Lund the last round because I find you need like a a gen like a field general. He is by far the best, and also in terms of Tarantino's movies, I mean he is like probably the most like fear inducing guy he's ever put on screen because of how uh, smart you can tell. So another great pick there. I guess if I'm not going to have a guy that's going to be the leader, I, I just should go with the team of all just kind of scummy um, degenerate guys, and I think the best pick if I'm going to do that is going to be from Jackie Brown. I'm actually going to take Louis Guerra played by Robert De Niro been in jail, um, you know, for armed robbery. So he has a, you know, a history with that. He has obviously in the movie commits the murder just as a terrible guy. And if this is like, look, we're doing a battle, you know, one team versus one team versus one team. I just want to win. And these guys will play dirty and they'll win by any means necessary. So I think Louis is a, a great pick for my uh, my team of these like ragtag uh, lunatics. Man, wow, I haven't but, seen that movie in so long. That's a, that, I think that's a good one. Oh, it's a gem. It's a gem. If you haven't uh, taken the time to look at that one in a while, do yourself a favor and get caught up. It really is. It's so hard to categorize the your fate one, two, three win play show. But man, that is a it's a gem of a picture. Um, 
I'm surprised though that if you're pulling from Jackie Brown that you don't go go Ordell who right. kills De Niro, and he's smarter than De Niro too. De Niro is uh, is just a stoner. I assume Ordell is as well because he <laughs> lives with Bridget Fonda, and De Niro kills Bridget Fonda in the parking lot. Remember that. Um, right. I'm going to go. Here's one for you. I'm just just for the sake of spreading the wealth among all the Tarantino movies. I'm going to go with the guy who the picture's named after Django. Oh, that's a great one. I mean, he's a he's a bad killer. That's for sure. And he's a sharpshooter. And I think I've said what needs. I mean, he had a whole movie named after him. I don't think I have to go on and on about that. Django is my pick. I'm surprised he didn't go higher, to be honest. That's mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's good value. Good value pick right there. Shaq. That's another Colonel Landa's uh, a pretty good one. He's a decent killer in that picture, too. But he obviously is pretty far behind Django. That's a good pick, yeah. right, Spaghetti? He it was between uh, Django or Louis Guerra. I just feel like the 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 jive of like my team, the way it's going, the okay. it's it fits better with De Niro's character than, You're than looking Django, for chemistry. who is. I, I I do. I want bad chem- like chemistry, but in a bad way because these guys are all uh, a bunch of crappy dudes. You really, uh, yeah. You're a me- you. What you're putting together is the Suicide Squad. I am. Exactly. No, that's per- my that's God. perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, it is a Suicide Squad. You know what I'm gonna have Aldo Rain do to you? I'm gonna have him carve uh, 66 in your forehead with his big knife. That's what he. So you can walk around for the rest of your life with that thing. Uh, or wow. no, no, it has to be a point of shame. So I'm gonna have him carve Truba into your forehead, so everybody knows. There's no mistake in it. All right, the wolf. It's your pick. Okay. Hey, whose pick is it? The wolf's right. The wolf. Yeah. All right. I let's close out Pulp Fiction here, and I will go with the other assassin in this. I'll go with um, Vincent Vega. I feel like that's sort of a a gimme pick, and I mm-hmm. feel like he fell a little bit here, but. I don't Smart. have, I don't think just looking at the composition of my team, I don't really have anyone like him yet. So he kind of fills in a nice little spot there. Vincent Vega, welcome to the squad. I like the idea of you, like you you introduce yourself to him. Like, you know, I'm no stranger to dancing on uh, celluloid. I was in um, uh, the playbook movie. Uh, Silver Linings playbook. And, oh, then, yeah. and all of a sudden you and Vega are doing the dance that they do in the in the retro diner. In exactly. I love. That. Oh, that's a great thought. I love that. That's right. And then you then you find the heroin in his pocket and you assume it's cocaine. That's mm-hmm. another story. Don't do that. Don't. Do and that. then, you know, I have to be revived. But, I, yeah, I survive. Interesting. So some no takers for Marcellus Wallace or for the wolf, or for Zed. And if Spaghetti was putting together a team of bad weirdos, Zed might have been a nice choice for him, but he is now mm. not available. Spaghetti, you're up. Well, you just mentioned Ordell, and I didn't respond to you because I was like hoping oh. that nobody else would take him. I wanted to go back to back with Jackie Brown and get them. Uh, I took De Niro first. I, I felt, I guess, uh, De Niro just kind of sticks. I mean, it's Rob De Niro, so he sticks out. I was afraid somebody's going to to pull him uh, before they they took Sam Jackson, who plays Ordell in that movie. But like his character, Ordell, and that is probably the most feared or the the biggest like crime lord in L.A. in the term time of this movie. Like obviously drug uh, drug dealer, and then I believe also he's an arms dealer. So this guy has like the pulse on everything in the underworld. Um, easy pick here. I'm going to take Ordell, um, and I believe it's pick fourteen, which for him is great value. And he's a ponytail. Ooh. 
And yeah, and he's like, they, yeah, and they live right on that beach, right? Yeah, they live right uh, in Malibu there on the. Also, do I get extra? Do I get bonus points for having uh, two different Sam Jackson characters on my team? With Jules uh, maybe. and Ordell. No, no. Okay. Maybe. I don't think so. Why? Samuel L. is like one of the best in all of Tarantino's films. I mean, I even think he steals the show in Hateful Eight. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's he's still on the board as mm-hmm. we, uh, as I, I, have, have we run the course on the draft? Should we keep going one more round? I have, I have my pick to round out this round here. If you make this pick here, it's, it's 15. I think it's solid. That's good. Okay. Here we go. Oh wow! Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of value on the board right now. So much so that I have a tough call here. We could honestly do this in two parts, and we could do a sec a part two of this later. To be well, what well, we should do, you know, what the next round, you know, what then if we if, if we should ever do this, and uh, if uh, the listener out there isn't like, what the hell is this <laughs> you nonsense? You're gonna do it again? <laughs> uh, if, if, if we don't get any of those right. kind of responses to it, maybe we will. Who would you most want to go out for the night with? Like, just go like, oh my God, I, I was going to say go for a drink with, but I mean like 6 p.m. until sunup. Number one pick. Is who? Cliff Booth. Yeah, I think Colleen's right. Yeah. If you were setting odds, Cliff is the heavy favorite. I'll say this since since we'll wrap it up here. Who's, here's a, a little bit of a surprise to me, and I still could do this one. I could go Bruce Lee who is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and obviously is a legit bad in the real world. I don't want to do that one, though. He lost to, he lost to um, Cliff in a fight, so that might be in the back of his head, although redemption might be on his brain, but he might be overly focused on that, not on the bigger picture winning the overall battle, so I'm going to avoid him. By the way, Rick Dalton knows his way around a flamethrower. That could yes. come in handy in a battle. You know, you could have gone with him, but he's gone. I could go with him now. I'm not going to. I'm instead going to go back to the first, the, what, what made Tarantino arrive was Reservoir Dogs. Now, I, though, I just don't know. I didn't want Mr. Blonde. I knew I wasn't taking him because he's crazy. And like I said, he could turn the gun on me. Then what good is that? Mr. Orange or Mr. White? Keitel or Roth? Roth is a trained cop. Mr. White is, after all, a hood, and so he's probably more willing to pull the trigger when push comes to shove. Yeah. But if you're wearing a badge, that's like being a soldier. Like, yeah, you're entire. You're supposed to be pulling the trigger if battle is afoot here. What's I think it I'm gonna be? go. I think I'm gonna go with the youth, Mr. Orange here. I'm gonna do a full marathon. I think next time for if we do this next time. And who you would want to go out with. I want some like deep sleeper characters. I need to refresh on Reservoir Dogs for sure. I need to refresh. I haven't seen Pulp Fiction in a while either. So I'm going to do a full like summer of Connie, sit outside in June and watch all of these on the projector. How about July 2nd? Uh, it's a Tarantino film festival to celebrate the wolf's birthday. That'll yes! be great. And then we all have to cheer like when when the wolf comes on the screen, because that'll essentially be you. It's like when they sing the national anthem in Baltimore and they go, yep. like, oh, say they everybody goes, oh, which, by the way, is kind of unpatriotic um, when they do that. But again, that's a conversation for another time. I'm trying to think. I don't think we did Oren Ishii or Bill himself trained assassins right are on the board but i think we spread the wealth nicely and so i'm proud of all of us i thought this was a good time and now a quick break 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What a nice exercise. This was so fun. Was this a nice uh, little uh, a nice little activity here in the summer of uh, of uh, of Kali? Yes, I am of Connie. Um, I'm sorry, Collie. Connie Fox. Connie Fox. But sorry, sorry. I do love Collies. I think they're a great breed of dog. Um, <laughs> I would love to maybe have one one day. But yes, I. Would you? I don't really I, like those dogs. Really? And by the way, I don't think we. They got a lot of shine when I was a very little kid because Lassie was still kind of like a thing. I think that he was still iconic enough as a dog. Right. But I, I remember the people across the street from us had a, a collie and I never liked it. It was big and it wasn't very attractive. I don't find the, I'm glad you're Connie. And it not sounds Connie. very shallow of you, Shaq. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of, of collies. <laughs> well, let's but do this again. Fun. Okay. Let's draft dogs for a battle next time. Oh my God. I would, by the way, in that. by the way, the correct choice, Eddie Spaghetti. Cliff Booth is a good time and everything, but Diane Kruger, come on, what are we talking about? Let's go out on the town with Diane von Hammersmark. She's <laughs> she's the choice. What are we what the are best. we doing here? Um, the Wolf, you're the tops. Thank you so much for the time. Yes. Enjoy the summertime. I'll look forward to seeing you on July 2nd now that I have shamed you into an invite. Best to the old man over there in your seaside crib. And uh, hopefully we catch up sooner rather than later. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. I can't wait to see what my gift is that you'll bring me on July Mm. 2nd. Uh, I'm going to be waiting and I won't be able to sleep until then. You guys are the best. There she goes. The great, the wolf. You see her all over NFL media talking about this, that, and the other. I think we've covered all our bases here, Spaghetti. Let's get out of here, right? I think that was great. Good, good note to end on there. I'm excited to see what the public thinks. They put our teams out on Twitter, uh, especially our pal Mark Sessler. I think you know he's one of the all-time Tarantino aficionados. So uh, whatever his opinion is, will be way heavily on our teams. But uh, that was a really fun episode to kind of kick off our uh, summer of minus three here. All right, good time, spaghetti. Have a good weekend to you and to everybody out there. Absorb as much as you can the hockey and basketball because they're going to be over soon. And I know I'm not living up to that by not watching as much of the Stanley Cup finals as I want because I'm kind of bitter about it. But anyway, that's no matter. Watch it all because then you got nothing but baseball. But you know what? Minus three is going to be here for you, as is the entire Extra Points Network. Get your right throughout baseball season and right for college football and the NFL and beyond. So until the sports weekend is concluded, Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.